0: Guess he's back. Back again. Back
1: again. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Mountain. Um, I am on to my third co host, and I'm Haley Cole.
0: Soon to be the best co host, Sierra Cole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're coming back stronger than ever. Um, oh, yeah. You know, took a year and a half hiatus, year and a half.
0: Because Haley didn't believe that I could be your co host.
1: Um, I just needed to test how committed you were to this project. Oh, my God. <laughs> Child. Anyways, sorry.
0: What is happening over
1: there? Oh, my God. He has the zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Don't look at me like that. I know you could beat me up if you wanted to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, going to good, thing he, good thing he's nervous because, like, honestly, he could take me. He's so beefy like I think that's why he looks a little fat because he's just all muscle and he could take (laughs) me on if he wanted to anyways um don't stop tell
0: tell tell people who it is
1: oh I have two cats silent (laughs) co-host I guess well there's two silent co-hosts because one is laying under um the 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 desk that I'm working at and by desk I mean breakfast nook on my bed but um I have two cats one is named Bear Cuddly Waddly Bear is the full name on that one um she is 12 going on 13 female by pronoun usage there um she goes by she her (laughs) and um, I love pronouns we do love pronouns, like that, like I laughed after, but that was, I'm serious, she goes with she, her, um, she is a bit of a bitch, but that's okay, we love her anyways, um, and then I recently got a new cat, he is six years old, newly six, uh, his name is Pickle Pete, I call him Petey for short, and, um, he's pretty shy, but he's being really rambunctious, right, what are you doing, oh my, oh my god, <laughs> what, did, what? he just was in the bathroom in the darkness and then just sprinted out (laughs) attacked a pipe cleaner and then ran away so he's really wild in right now Um, perfect perfect timing bear is a little bit less than 10 pounds and pete is a little uh closer like 13 and a half and that's why i say he could beat me up
0: he's a big boy
1: he's very big but nervous scared of everything (laughs) so except pipe cleaners apparently And other toys. So, yeah. Um, Well, I guess we could get started on the story for today. So, um, you know, in the past, if you're an OG listener...
0: (laughs) we
1: shout out to my friend daisy (laughs) we talked about basically missing persons cases in the national park and uh last time we specifically focused on the great smoky mountain national park but you know that's old news and i also am going to delete those episodes so that's that but
0: but then they won't be able to compare how great of a co-host i am (laughs) only the
1: ogs will only the ogs (laughs) maybe i'll leave number four up We'll see. We'll okay. see. Um so we're starting afresh, a new, turning a new leaf. New year, new me. 2021. 2021. <laughs> so basically today we're gonna talk about the Cowden family. Um, and so this was in the 1970s. I'll get specific dates soon. So I guess I don't need to mention this was in the 1970s, but in the wilderness once again which is a scary place so basically we have a family richard 28 belinda which is such a fun name belinda that is a fun i love name. it 22 david is five melissa um five months old and their dog droopy which i oh. love the name droopy and he was a basset hound oh my goodness Droopy's the perfect name for a basset hound. Almost as good as Pickle Pete, but not. Nothing so they all decided to go camping in Oregon in the S- M- Siskiyou. Siskiyou? Siskiyou? Ooh, God. <laughs> I'm going to call those. You were the
0: one that was supposed to do
1: research this time. <laughs> I read about it. I just didn't get the name. So in the mountains. 2021. <laughs> in the mountains of Oregon. So their trip uh, should have been over Labor Day weekend in 1974. I it lasted longer by the fact that we're talking about it. <laughs> but that was basically August 30th to September 1st. So just kind of set the stage on the oh my god. Sorry, wigging, wigging cats at this moment. So to set the stage of basically this family. So they were a pretty classic 70s family, you know, stay at home mom working dad young kids that do things I don't know what kids did in the 70s um so basically they lived in White City Oregon Richard was a logging truck driver and they loved camping like this wasn't new to them they camped all the time I mean living in like Oregon like I feel like you have to I feel like that's a requirement Mm -hmm. I don't know it's just a pretty place so it is it is just a pretty place it's somewhere I want to go Oh, for sure. Me too. I love how we were both like, it's a pretty place. You have to camp there. And we <laughs> oh, both yeah. haven't been there. there. So they, yeah, the family loved to camp. Um, and, you know, Richard had a stable job, just that kind of stuff. They lived like, you know, not like luxuriously, but like mm-hmm. they were doing fine. Comfortably. Exactly. So they had not initially planned to camp that weekend. Richard was initially going to haul gravel for their driveway and work on the new driveway the whole weekend since it was a three-day weekend Mm -hmm. but obviously plans went awry and that's because the truck that he was going to use broke down so this wasn't like a planned event to go camping Mm. this was oh I don't have a truck anymore guess I'll go camping instead
0: it's guess i relax this Labor Day.
1: Yeah, which is um, just an interesting thing to note that like probably that not that many people knew about it then because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it was a last minute decision. So they left in their 1965 Ford pickup truck. Why I know that it was a 1965 Ford pickup truck. I don't know, but it's a fun fact. So they left in their 1965 Ford pickup truck. And headed to the mountains of the name I can't pronounce. So those mountain ranges is in Northwest California and Southwest Oregon. It's about 100 miles long. And it actually does have, part of it is in the Pacific Crest Trail. Or the Pacific Crest Trail is in these mountains, not part of it is anyways. (laughs) But they weren't at the Pacific Crest Trail part. But the reason I note that is because the Pacific Crest Trail is pretty widely walk like it's a pretty infamous trail and so like this was like a well-known area it's not like these were they were like we're going and then they like went somewhere no one knows and there was like established campgrounds this was near cherry creek um which is like the specific creek they were near Mm -hmm. and yeah but it was a very established area uh that they were at it wasn't like we found some dirt and we're sleeping on it It so
0: out in the boonies
1: yeah yeah exactly so that's kind of important to note too so they got there all Mm -hmm. was good they were vibing at the campsite um and they were even seen september 1st the last day they attend my angry computer the oh my (laughs) so they basically you know they were last seen sunday so you know even sunday morning people had seen them and they were fine and Mm -hmm. so the last day of their trip on sunday around 9 a.m richard and david so the dad and the son Mm -hmm. are seen at the copper general store at 9 a.m and so the copper copper oregon was the place near where they were it's not a town anymore because it's been a few years since then but basically just the general store they were getting milk for you know food i'm sure for Mm -hmm. breakfast and they arrived on foot like so it was that close they just walked in walked out totally fine so that was the last time that any of the family was seen and so at 9 a.m they were seen and then like later that night at dinner time they were all expected at Belinda's mother house so the wife's house Mm -hmm. mother's house yeah um because she only lived a mile from the campsite like she was so close and So, they were going to, like, stop by, get, you know, have dinner with her, and then head home. Yeah, yeah. Which totally makes sense. And they never made it to dinner. And so, Belinda's mother traveled to the campsite and was like, okay, maybe the baby is, you know, being fussy or something's happening. Or maybe they just are behind. I just want to go check to make sure they're okay. She drove over there, and there was no sign of the family when she arrived. So... I mean, you got to imagine, that's a really short time frame that people saw them, and then they were just gone. Now, the campsite was so strange. It -hmm. was clear that they left quickly, at least to me. Um, It was pretty, this campsite seemed indicative that they kind of had to leave on a a whim. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is the truck was parked at the campground, but keys were on the picnic table. There was a plastic dishpan full of water on the ground, but the water was cold at this point. Mm -hmm. rather than like warm to make things Mm -hmm. belinda's purse was on the table like the picnic table as well with the keys a diaper bag and a camp stove was out which like even if you were going on a hike i feel like you'd want to bring the diaper bag yeah yeah or like a purse like objectively those things yeah i don't think i'd
0: want to leave those things behind
1: yeah like the camp stove being out not as weird but the other things weird But like the keys the purse Exactly. Furthermore, the milk they purchased earlier was out and like half drinking. But like, why would it be out if it's like milk and it's gonna go bad? So that was weird. Um, and it shows that there was time after that nine a.m. store trip that they, you know, were eating and doing stuff at the campsite mm-hmm. since it was somewhat drinking. The one thing that Belinda's mother really thought was weird, um, which I guess like people don't steal things in the 70s because the person step and she was like that wasn't that weird (laughs) i don't know i don't know but that was like serial killer central maybe people are just killing people oh foreshadowing um so (laughs) also they found richard's really expensive wristwatch like you Mm -hmm. know how like some people have that thing that they're never seen without Mm -hmm. that was that for richard and his wallet were on the ground not even the table So, like, why would you put your really expensive wristwatch that you really cherish, like, on the ground at a campsite? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's kind of weird. And then the last thing she noticed is, because she was like, did someone rob them? Like, what happened? And she saw that the truck had no evidence of people being in it, other than the family. Mm -hmm. Um, But bathing suits were missing. Hmm. But not clothes. Okay. So, you know, when I first read that, I was like, maybe they went to go swim in the creek because, like, they were at Cherry Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, why wouldn't you bring the other stuff? Like, it, it doesn't, they could have been getting ready to go. I don't know. It It's very odd, obviously. Like, the scene is very, very strange.
0: Yeah, that's what it almost sounds like to me. Like, maybe they were, like, getting changed in something like that. Yeah, then something happened because it sounds like it was, like whatever did happen, was during a period of transition. At least, you know, with the milk kind of being out, yeah, yeah, um, and then like the keys and stuff like that on the picnic table, because
1: yeah, uh, I could understand like taking your he's like taking your wristwatch off your wallet off if you're gonna go swimming
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah because like obviously i'm not gonna go swimming with like my phone in my pocket not Mm -hmm. that they had phones but it's i think the same kind of thought
0: yeah and that that would make a little more sense you know if you are saying that the watch is something he was never really seen without you wouldn't wear it he wouldn't
1: wear it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i agree hmm. um so very strange so basically belinda's mother was like this is not right like something's weird here because mm-hmm. why would they be swimming like at dark and when they yeah. were supposed to be at my house and they were supposed to go home tonight like yeah. so she notified the police god bless her mm-hmm. you know sometimes i read these stories and i'm like why did no one go to the police but she an hour after getting to the campsite was like the police get in on this bitch mm-hmm. um So the sheriff, some troopers, and District 3 Oregon State Police arrived that night to search the campsite. Um, Oh, I guess it wasn't dark yet, because they searched till it was dark, which I mean, like, I think flashlights existed at that point. (laughs) So I don't know why they were like, the dark? That's the line. We're not going to search for this family anymore. But that's what they said. So I don't know. Um,
0: Well, it might have been. You know how when, like, an adult goes missing or something like that, that they don't tend to think it's something bad happened
1: yeah it's well yeah i actually the lead investigator at that time lieutenant mark kazar said like there since there was no evidence of foul play at the campsite mm-hmm. after that night the investigation was delayed about a day mm-hmm. just because they were like they just got lost like mm-hmm. it's fine like they're gonna come back maybe they just didn't want to say hi to the mall like <laughs> Shit happens.
0: He just really didn't want to go to his mother in law's.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's what the police <laughs> probably thought. They were probably like, they like Houston, like, we get it. <laughs> oh
0: <my laughs> but God. yeah. That's terrible.
1: <laughs> Luckily, only a day. But the reason mm. why is because the morning of September 2nd, so the day after they, you know, were first reported missing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Droopy, the dog, was found at the front of Copper General Store. Oh. Right? And he was, like, scratching at the door before they even opened.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: And they were like, a dog (laughs) is here. Um, And that's the last trace they found of the family for, like, a long time. Oh, wow. Was just the dog showed up. Which is weird because the dog wasn't, you know, at the campsite and they didn't find him in their initial search of the area. Yeah. He was so close to where the kid and the dad walked to the, the day before. Huh. And I wonder, honestly, because the dog was a basset hound, if he smelled the scent. Mm-hmm. If he got yeah. separated.
0: Yeah, it's either like, were they lost and like, somehow got separated from the dog? Or mm-hmm. what kept the dog from being at the campsite? Because if something had happened to them immediately.
1: You would think the dog I would, think would the be dog there. the dog would come back. Yeah, I agree so it, it's just that's another strange yeah. thing that droopy was found and he found people he it's not like people found him <laughs> like, he was like i'm back yeah so once the search began after they found droopy because they were like that's us like okay, that's so not, just, not just like lost yeah yeah exactly because like they wouldn't just lose their dog mm-hmm. that clearly is pretty smart mm-hmm so once the search began it became one of the largest searches ever to be conducted in Oregon state history. Oh wow. So just like for a frame of reference on like how large scale this was state and local police were involved explorer mm-hmm. scouts the US Forest Service Oregon National Guard and volunteers were all like part of this search. So it was huge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean this was a massive search to find this family. And So basically 25 miles of roads and trails around the camp was searched, which if you think, if you have a baby and a five-year-old, you're not going to make it 25 miles in two days. Yeah, no. That's incredibly. (laughs) Very unlikely. Yeah, exactly. Um, They also had helicopters and planes were flown in the area, Mm -hmm. which had infrared imaging as well. Okay. And so like, if there was a sign of them, it would have gotten picked up by one of those things like you would have thought yeah yeah um and yeah other than the dog no sign was found but and the official search was suspended on september 7th so five days after the dog was found oh wow but it's like family and friends still searched on Mm -hmm. holidays and weekends um after the fact but the official search, so like the state and local police, Explorer Scouts, U.S. Forest Service, and Oregon National Guard, they all stopped searching September 7th. But after, you know, going through a lot of ground, like, I don't think, I'm not like, how could they stop searching? Because mm-hmm. at that point, I think that it would be very hard to find anything. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a tough situation.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound like, you know, it's not one of those situations where they were like, They were hesitant to search. I mean, they were maybe that first day, but after that, they were like, okay, no, we are going to pull all
1: the stops. Because I've definitely read some of these cases where I'm like, the police slash like forest service or whatever could have done more. But Mm -hmm. I don't really feel that way on this one. So because they were, I mean, you know, that was like first, second day that they really started searching, which there's some stories, especially with like individuals that it's like five days after they go missing.
0: Yeah, because there's not enough evidence that they didn't just, like, purposefully leave.
1: Exactly. And that gets to my next point, actually, is did they purposefully leave?
0: Mm.
1: So, obviously, that was something the police thought of because when stuff like this happens where a whole family just disappears, like, that could be a motive. But the family had very little debt for being such Mm -hmm. a young family. They were not behind on any payments. And his job like made them very financially sound like they were not hurting Mm -hmm. so there isn't a lot of motive there just because usually people leave if they're having financial troubles if they have like a debt collector after them Mm -hmm. stuff like that but there was no evidence of that that the police found for and like they weren't involved with like bad people or anything like that that the police could find Mm -hmm. and there was a lack of evidence for a robbery you know because every single thing of value was left mm-hmm. like they could have stolen the car if they wanted to they could have stolen the wallet if they wanted to they could have stolen that wristwatch and so the police were very confused you know what had happened because it doesn't make sense that the family would just leave that stuff there it doesn't make mm-hmm. the sense that the family would try to stage their disappearance and it doesn't make sense that someone forced them out because there's no evidence of a robbery
0: mm-hmm.
1: or yeah. there's no evidence of like you know any um, violence at the campsite which mm-hmm. usually would see like feet tussling you know you would see signs of that
0: yeah something
1: something so they're just like they don't know for seven months mm-hmm. what happened to this family mm-hmm. um, so seven months later on April 12th 1975 two gold prospectors were hiking and mm-hmm. found the decomposing body of a man tied to a tree holy crap on a steep hill seven miles from the camp oh geez. so like this was a very steep hill Uh uh-huh um and the so it was very decomposed at this point it was just bones but Mm -hmm. the head the skull was still tied to the tree oh wow so it's definitely like that's a scary sight to come on to yeah and (laughs) as they searched the area in a cave near the male body it's a very small cave an adult female child and infant were discovered also dead so the cave uh, was sealed and had rocks in front of it to hide the bodies from view like it had been purposely sealed by someone and oh, then okay. like rocks had been placed to hide the bodies okay from yeah, was, from like the trail
0: you knew that was going to be my next question was <laughs> this is, <laughs> like that one explained the father and like why he was tied up but yeah
1: so this was on like a smaller game trail Mm -hmm. like you know specifically for like hunters and stuff like that and I guess gold prospectors I know that I could have just said hikers but I thought gold prospectors was so fun I think that's better (laughs) um so basically like they were on this smaller game trail that's not Mm -hmm. it's not like a hiking trail like it's used to get places it's more for
0: people that are
1: accustomed to to the area like you know or using it for hunting using it to look at the air like to survey Mm -hmm. stuff like that so they autopsied the bodies obviously because they're Mm -hmm. like what um obviously there was not a lot of physical evidence when it came to the bodies because they were bones Mm -hmm. um but belinda and david so the mother and the five-year-old son uh there were 22 caliber gunshot wounds found in both of them um and that was what they ruled killed them Mm -hmm. the baby had died from severe head trauma Mm. very severe head trauma from what i read Mm -hmm. um i actually read a report from one of the police who came on the scene and you know he was saying at first like this was just a really poignant kind of quote which I didn't write down the quote obviously because I'm stupid but the they came upon the bodies and they said they were so happy they were so giddy that they had finally found them and then they realized like this baby had like had been beaten to death and the this five year old child had been shot and they said Mm -hmm. like all of that happiness just drained Mm because it was like that initial happiness of we solved a case you know Mm -hmm. but then it was just like oh my god the horrific crime happened to this young family i mean yeah. she was 22 the oldest child was five years old and he was shot by a 22 caliber rifle
0: no i, I can't even imagine
1: uh, yeah i can't even imagine and um it's just so strange
0: yeah and i i'd have to imagine you know for family and friends and stuff like that that you know it's like finally we have some closure but
1: but not good this closure. Is it. Yeah. Like horrific closure. Yeah, I I completely like agree. Some closure, but there's still so many
0: questions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the cause of death for Richard is unknown. They couldn't find really. any gunshot wounds, anything like that. So police first suspected that Richard had actually killed his wife and children. Mm-hmm. Um but I thought that was kind of weird because he was tied up. I mean, I guess you can kind of tie yourself up and it was probably hard to tell exactly how he was originally tied up yeah but it just felt weird that they were like he did it Mm -hmm. um so obviously they searched the area for weapons and stuff like that because if he did it there would be a weapon the the gun would be there yeah no gun was found no weapons were found there was nothing other than the bodies Mm -hmm. so richard was cleared Mm -hmm. um he you know from what it sounds like to me is they saw they made him tie himself up or they they you know whoever did this Mm -hmm. kind of pushed him aside and saw that hey this is the man who could do something to me force himself kind of like um oh my goodness the golden state killer how he oh yeah how when he was the the east area rapist he would put like he would put he would make the wife tie up the husband and then put plates on him and so they would hear if you move i'll know i'll know yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of thinking that situation that you know whoever did this saw the husband saw he was clearly the biggest threat of the group Mm -hmm. made you know either there was more than one person someone tied him up Mm -hmm. um and basically exactly um and then killed the wife and children and i honestly want wonder if they left richard just because there's no gunshot wound so it's a really sad you know ending to this family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we can kind of go on to who they, they think did it. Mm-hmm. So this case has never been solved officially. Mm-hmm. Um, they have theories, but they don't know and no one was ever charged and no one's probably ever going to be charged because you know anyone who's really involved who could have been involved is either dead or old, mm-hmm. you know. Um so oh, no, you never know with you know the East area. speed so you know, yeah. of Golden State, he was fucking caught super late in the game. So so who did it basically? This is what like the what the police were looking for, like their mm-hmm. initial thoughts on the suspect, and then I'll go into a specific suspect that they had in mind. Mm-hmm. So another family at the camp on September 1st, so the day that they went missing. hmm said there were two men and a woman who arrived at 5 p.m. in a truck to the parking lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, the, the people there said they kept looking at us like they want us to leave. And it made them feel very uneasy. And so they left really quickly the other uh, family that had been at the campgrounds at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and they said, like, they were clearly not unpacking their stuff. Like, they weren't setting up to camp there. It was just two men and a woman in a truck, like mm-hmm. staring, which is very strange. So most people think they were involved.
0: Mm-hmm. A little suspicious, yeah.
1: Because they were waiting for one group to leave and then they were targeting another. Mm-hmm. Um, so the person who did this is also sp- suspected to be a local resident mm-hmm. because they knew about that trail and the location of the cave,
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: not like public knowledge. It's not something you just know. Or yeah. could search, or could like find a book on. Like you would probably have to know from people telling you.
0: Yeah, either you knew it personally, or you knew someone in the community well enough to know.
1: Exactly. So that's another um, kind of characteristic they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And the only piece of evidence, other than the bodies, obviously that was found was a single bullet belonging mm-hmm. to a Marlon twenty-two rifle. Mm-hmm. So you know they know that that was the gun used or a gun you know that could shoot that type of bullet that type of round
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um it is interesting that a rifle was used and it was on a gaming trail Mm -hmm. you know because that could definitely fit in you would carrying a rifle isn't that weird if you're on a gaming trail yeah so it's just strange um but even stranger is that a volunteer who had helped in the initial search so that february 2nd to february 7th right not Mm -hmm. february september 2nd jesus to september 7th in 1974 said Mm -hmm. he had been to the cave and they were not in there and this was verified by police like he was like they weren't in that cave and they were like you're making this up and they made him without telling him where the cave was lead the police made him lead them to a cave the cave they let him and they led him right to the cave that the wife and kids were in so they weren't in there and that first initial search they weren't killed in those first five days
0: oh that's so much worse though
1: yeah it's like they were taken off site and then returned it's so strange like it's so mind-boggling yeah so there's only one real suspect Mm -hmm. for this case his name is Dwayne lee little Um, he had been paroled from Oregon State Penitentiary briefly before the disappearances like three months Mm -hmm. so he had been in jail for raping and murdering a 15 year old girl uh, 10 years prior which I don't know how you get 10 years for killing a child but you know go off (laughs) Oregon so yeah not good clearly he's capable of violent crimes
0: and violent crimes against children
1: Yes, yes, because she was 15. Um, I didn't include her name because, honestly, for me, I feel like if the victim's name isn't that important, I don't want to include it because I don't want, like, that to be their memory of Mm -hmm. them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I didn't include any of his victim's names just because out of respect of the victim. Now, he can be known as a rapist and a murderer. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But for them, I don't want them to be their legacy. So you can search it if you really want to, but i just think that's nicer um so yeah he had been in jail for 10 years for that was on parole um and he was in the area labor day weekend mm. so you know a little sauce and i think that i had something on that was more he that.
0: a local or like did he know
1: someone in the area so the reason they know he was in the area is because a cabin nearby the campsite that has like those sign-in books that are like where are you from
0: oh okay
1: him and his parents had visited a cabin september 2nd okay near the campsite and i you know couldn't find if he was a local or i mean he was definitely an oregon native yeah um, but yeah yeah i don't know if he was from the area but probably not if he like went and signed that little logbook. book mm-hmm. but he was there mm-hmm. um, and clearly kind of knew the area mm-hmm. or his parents were from there or something like that was so familiar yeah i was only familiar so a few months after the family's disappearance um three i believe the little's girlfriend told the police that she saw him with a 22 caliber rifle
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that is breaking his parole mm-hmm. um so she told law enforcement and they were like stop doing that mm-hmm. but we know that even though that was against his parole he did access a 22 caliber rifle mm-hmm. at least in the months following the disappearance but my guess is probably during the disappearance as well Mm-hmm. so in 1980 six years after the disappearance he sexually assaulted and beat a 23 year old pregnant woman jesus who was asking for help because her car had broken down
0: oh um, my god. He,
1: he she luckily survived she was pretty badly beaten
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but he was convicted once again this time for more than freaking 10 years thank god good put him away <laughs> He was convicted for three life sentences. So at this point, police suspected him, right? Mm -hmm. But he was convicted for this other case. And so he was never cooperative with police or mental health doctors um, because both tried to talk to him and help him. And he didn't, he was never in the full, his full sentence cooperative. Mm -hmm. So police believe um, the three people in the truck were most likely Little and his parents, two men, one woman, Mm -hmm. which we know were in the area at the time. Now, Little's parents have denied being involved, but I don't know about that one. Um,
0: Do we know anything about his parents, like what they were kind of like?
1: Not really. We just, I mean, kind of whack that they were like, we know you're ready to go. Let's go on vacation. Like, I don't know. I like Yeah. Like I get it's your son, so it's kinda hard.
0: Let me cut ties with you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But still kind of strange. um. Yeah. I'm not
0: sure I would want to go hiking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Um you can call it fact- like, Sunday dinner. <laughs> Yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> maybe go to church too. Yeah, maybe go to church, but
0: like somewhere where there's like a lot of witnesses and like, <laughs> yeah, like um, where you won't where you won't be left alone with any like children. Or oh gosh!
1: <laughs> but the fact that also they tried to get him mental health help in like the 70s, when like no one believed in that shit, tells mm-hmm. me that something was off. mm-hmm whether that is just you know a chemical imbalance genetic issues or trauma Mm -hmm. you know representing itself yeah i'm not sure Mm -hmm. but i guess that what i would say is that if they clearly thought he needed mental health help uh, you know i wouldn't discard there being some trauma there and maybe Mm -hmm. negligence from the parents but that's all speculation so don't quote me on that So, Floyd Floresberg, which, once again, fun fucking name. What is Mm -hmm. with these names? This this episode. Um, He was a cellmate of Little Mm -hmm. and said that Little confessed to him.
0: Mm.
1: But there's no police verification. Um, You know, some cellmates or some people in prison do that to try to get parole earlier because they're like, I'm helping. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, did he? We don't know because it was probably pretty really well known that people speculated he was the person who did this crime yeah yeah um because talk gets around prisons and stuff like that i say as someone who's n- never even no, like known, someone who's gone to prison um yeah yeah you do what who Wait! Don't say it. <laughs> wait! Wait! Say it, but then like, like edit this I'll out. You. I'll text you. <laughs> okay, okay. 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 It wasn't me.
0: But <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I just felt like I had to
0: make that clear after saying like, yeah, you like, do. I don't know someone who went to prison. I'm like, yeah, you
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you went to prison, that would be so funny. Not funny, but kind of. You're just the last person that I imagine going to prison. <laughs>
0: yeah i i don't i don't think i'd I'd make it there
1: (laughs) Mm, me either um i mean i literally just said earlier that i think my 13 and a half pound pound cat (laughs) could beat me up thank you so what does that say about my strength (laughs) but yeah that is the conclusion of the cowden family massacre um it's very strange no one really knows no one knows if there was more than one person involved, no one knows that there is one person involved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was just a very strange. Um they do think that they didn't know the person who killed them. They think it was just a random act of violence. But yeah, scary. Don't go to the woods. Don't go to the woods. Just stay inside. Well, it's definitely stay inside right now, but Well, yeah. 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 So it's very it's sad. It's really sad. Like I just couldn't imagine like the fear of every single person you know I'm sure the the you know mother and father were scared for their children scared for their own lives Mm -hmm. scared for each other and I just couldn't even imagine processing that as a five-year-old kid also I just taking a five-year-old and five-month-old yeah like taking their lives in aggressive violent manner yeah Oh, that's just, that's like a whole new level of crime. Like, you know, like, like killing an adult is awful, but somehow better. (laughs) Like, I just feel like the defensive, like the defenselessness of a young child is inherently sadistic to kill, you know?
0: No, I I completely agree. (laughs) I feel like, you know, you have to be like, I feel like either like one of the extremes where it's like so personal to want to kill someone's child but also, like, so detached from, like, feeling to be able to do that.
1: Yeah. and Like, I I do think you have to have some wires not right up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you do have to have kind of an empathy disorder. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that having an empathy disorder makes you less valid or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think sometimes when people don't get help, um, and kind of have something not correct in their brain Mm -hmm. it can lead to this but obviously I think that that's why it's important to get help and parents should take their kids seriously and stuff like that yeah because I think that this is definitely you know like with serial killers and stuff like that it's like clearly a lot of cases there was like abuse and active neglect that you know I don't think everyone who's abused and has active neglect will turn into a serial killer or anything, but I don't think it helps. Like, I think if you already have a wire off or something like that, and, you know, you have all that added trauma, Mm -hmm. it's it's like the uh, cycle of abuse that, like, someone who's abused is more likely to be an abuser.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It's really sad, though, about what happened in the family, and I think that definitely someone had to be just, I don't think just this was, like, a passion murder or anything like that. I think that this had to be someone pretty disturbed
0: yeah and I I feel like also if it was like a personal kind of vendetta against them um you would have seen more of a scuffle at the campsite because they would have well then again I don't know
1: yeah I feel like you would have if it was a personal vendetta I feel like it would have come up in the police investigation honestly Mm -hmm if it was that big of a vendetta like i feel like their friends would be like oh yeah he hates jimbo like yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. um but or it didn't
0: someone would have said something like yeah someone would have said something
1: exactly well i guess that's it for her today and let me plug the things that I recently found again. But our Twitter, which, you know, sometimes I'll post some pictures from the, the cases. They do have pictures in this case of like the campsite. And it's oh, yeah? really strange. And I'll also maybe post a picture of the family. Um, but I don't know. That makes me sad. The campsite makes me feel less bad about things. Mm. We'll see. But on Twitter, at mystery mtn pod so like mystery mountain podcast but then mountain and podcast is shortened we also have a gmail um so you can email us stories or if you just want to chat that's mystery mountain podcast at gmail.com all spelled out no spaces so yeah thank you guys so much for listening i hope you enjoyed i mean in a sick in a sick sick (laughs) (laughs) way but like we also enjoy true crime so we get it we're that same kind of sick and twisted so yeah just just not the kind of sick and twisted to kill a five-month-old baby that's too far no just want to make that clear <laughs>
0: I, I think uh, we've already made it clear by saying we can't could we wouldn't make it
1: yeah that's very true all right well bye bye thanks for listening <laughs>